and I, as always, appreciate you guys uh, all for joining. Thank you so much. Means a ton to me. I cannot wait for us to get through today's episode. Not through with it, but uh, I, I'm very excited to talk to you about these things. So I, I, I can't wait to go through it, should I say. So uh, anyway, again, thank you. Appreciate you joining. And as always out there, I hope everybody is healthy, safe, happy. And, and remember, holiday season, let us not get ourselves overextended. Let's not put no more stress on us than what we already have. Uh, you know, everyone that is, but men, let's spend time with our families. Let's show them how much we love them. And remember, we all need to remember that we don't have to do it by spending as much money as the neighbor or the next guy, the next guy. Okay. Let's give them, our, obviously, gifts. If we can get them, let's get them. But let's not mortgage the farm. Let's, let's give them our heart, our time, listening. Uh, remind them how much we love them, okay? So, anyway, I hope everybody's well. God bless you. Thanks for joining. Let's get to it. Um, so, I am a, a dad. I have a daughter who's 26 years old. She has given me four beautiful grandchildren beautiful grandchildren and I, I mean each and every one and that's the thing about grandchildren I'm preaching to the choir you know but they all have the most unique personalities uh, the oldest one is is 12 and she is every bit of 12 she is uh, makes the faces all the time goodness you just think she's just you would think her life is miserable but then like last night, we go to the grocery store. It's me and and, and uh, my our, my wife, her grandmother, of course, and and her. Uh, she stayed with us last night, and absolute goofball, absolute goofball. And at one point, we're 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 down the aisle in this grocery store where we can see the front door, and coming through is a uh, a little boy. And I mean, obviously, you know, he's 11, 12, 13 years old, whatever it is, and no doubt. A very, very good-looking kid, no doubt. But she saw him, and she went to straight, nerd, awkward, just all of a sudden. She went from this goofy, you know, fun personality, lively, just, and, and just went straight, just, I mean, Sheldon Cooper without the, without the, without the humor I mean she just didn't know what to do it was so funny um but anyway just got off there for a second <laughs> just I'm telling you it was so funny um but but they all have their own unique personality I mean that's what makes them wonderful you know of course that's children to begin with I mean you're, you're gonna find kids that are kind of alike you know of course but at the end of the day they all have their own own personalities and they all retain information differently they all use information differently they all think about it differently same as us as adults it's kind of how we do things so I say this because there's a dean of, of students at a Chicago school and well he saw to it 
that he have someone come in and share things with students. So because me thinking like, man, they all interpret this stuff different. They all think differently. They all process it differently. They, it affects them differently. You know, all this stuff. I just can't help but think. How does this affect them going forward? How does it affect us as parents going forward, knowing now what we know when you hear this? And then, better yet, how does it affect their parents going forward? See, I'm going to tell you right now. If my grandchildren go to this school and they come home and they tell me this, I don't care if she's even in now, this is the dean of students. So I don't know if he teaches a particular class. When he says my students, I don't know if he meant the whole school. I, I don't know. But let's say it was just a, a particular age group or, you know, d d certain classrooms. I don't care if she wasn't in the classroom. When I find out that he does this, there is a unique chance that I go to jail. I'm telling you, a unique chance. So here's the dean of students of a Chicago school talking with what was an undercover, quote-unquote, activist about how he spends some of his time and money uh, for kids at this school. plus health center come in they were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students talking about queer sex using blue versus using spit meet joe bruno dean of students at the prestigious francis w parker private school in chicago which happens to charge forty thousand dollars per student so they're just like passing around dildos butt plugs the kids are just playing with them they're like how do you how does this butt plug work how do we do like how does this work? That's a really like cool part of my job. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. So I've been the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride Week every year, and I had um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. Nice. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While I'm sitting there. Then we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. It's so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the plugs and the dildos. Nobody complains. No. I mean, if the parents found out, would they? No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. And just hung out in my classroom. And was there? Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom and so much Wiggle room. So much freedom, so much money. I mean, little bit of stuff. Trustees are okay with that too? Oh, yeah. They don't know. Okay. So much. The last question he asked him, 
and, and that clip is courtesy of the Matt Walsh Show, Daily Wire. Matt Walsh, he's amazing. Uh, that last that last little bit there, he said, um, and the trustees, are they okay with this? And the 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 teacher, dean, student, whatever he is, replied back, they don't know. Well, guess what? They do now. I don't know how I would keep from wanting to grab him by the throat and explain to him that those are my grandchildren. That is my daughter's responsibility or mine if she choose to have me do it. It is absolutely no one else's responsibility, job, to even think about telling students about sex and dildos and butt plugs and and lube versus spit. Man, this is the craziest thing. If this guy still has a job, soon if he still remains employed by this Chicago school you will know that we are destined to fail at everything it's going to come to our area it's going to come to where we are where you are it's coming there if it's not there already This is one of those hills I will absolutely die on. You are not to talk to people's children about anything like that in a school. How hard is it to realize that you are supposed to talk about math, English, science, social studies, writing, whatever it is, that is it. Hell, some of us don't want you talking about science to them because you clearly, clearly a lot of you are not in touch with reality. You are clearly in a whole nother realm a universe that I'm unfamiliar with. I don't speak in constellation land like the lady that's that's uh, that Matt Walsh is interviewing in his documentary. What is a woman? When, when he starts talking about Santa Claus, and she's like, well, to, to them, Santa Claus is real. And he's like, yes, you're, you're right. But we know it's not. Well, he could be. But, well, I mean, but, but it's not. I mean, there's boys, there's, you know, and she's like, no, you're not listening. It's in the constellations and the what the, what? Stop it. This woman I'm talking about is a pediatrician. 
a pediatrician helping to guide little ones toward their gender freedom. You got teachers talking to children, show and tell style talk about butt plugs and lube and dildos. What the hell, man? God. Here's what's crazy. Do you know in that same school, I'd be willing to bet, I I do not know if what I'm about to say is factual. I'd be willing to bet you can't pray. I bet you, you can't pray allowed in that school. I'd also bet you that they don't do the Pledge of Allegiance every day. This is happening because we as a society, not necessarily me, not necessarily you, I don't know. But, and I'm going to be completely honest with you here. This may piss everybody off and and, okay. But we've been bullied. We've been bullied into tolerance. And then the other thing is men have become cowards, absolute cowards. That, that's what's happened. I know people that I would bring this up to and with, with children and just say, hey, you got a question? Just wondering. And what do you think about that? I, I don't know. Oh, God. I knew. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, okay. But what would you do if it was just, I, 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 I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. Just don't worry about it. It's not, that's what men are doing today. That. So cowardly to be able to, to just, Draw a line. Man, this is the line. This is the line. This is ridiculous. But people have been bullied into this. You know, you just, people get to, here's my other question. When did it become when did we need to discuss, live, talk about, share, think, breathe who we are sexually? When, when did this become a thing? Like, me, I am married to a woman. A woman is an adult human female. That woman is my wife. I am in love with her. So that would make me a heterosexual male. I don't get up in the morning, put on my clothes, walk out the door with a sticker on my truck, for instance, that says heterosexual and proud. I don't get out of my vehicle, 
stop at a grocery store, see a group of kids and their parents, and say, I just want to let y'all know I'm a heterosexual male, and I'm proud of it. I don't go to work. Get around all my coworkers and say, I just want to let y'all know I'm a heterosexual male. If I don't care if you don't like it. You're going to accept it. I'm not interested in your opinion. That's how it is. Heterosexual males are males. We're men too. Like, like if I had friends, you know, that brought their kids over, which they do, right? If, if I had friends that brought them over and I went out there and, and, and said, look, you two young men, I just want to share something with you, okay? This is a cock ring. Now, here's how you use it. Here's what it can do. Now, here's some, here's some ointment, here's some lube, okay? It's a warming. See, this is a cooling lube, and this is a warming lube. All that's not okay. When, when did it become every single thing we are? I mean, it's just, it, if you can't think about think about it that way. You don't walk around doing that. But this is happening. It is 100%. It's, it's, an, it's a, they are trying. People like that are trying to indoctrinate our children. Why else? Why hell? To explain to them that, that there's different people in the world? That's your job. Different people is one thing. I heard a teacher who's a gay man. He said what he'll do, he draws the line at a student that has two moms or two dads. Like that's as far as it goes. And he doesn't bring it up. But if a student were to go, uh, how come, I was going to use the word Eric. Nobody's named Eric no more because, you know, people do. How come Braden has two dads? He said he would say, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Some, some, some kids have two moms. Some kids have two dads. Talk to your mom and dad about it, and they'll explain it to you. But the, we're not going to treat Braden differently. We are not going to be mean to Braden. We are not going to pick on Braden. We will not have that. But sometimes that's the way it is for some people. That's it. Well done, sir. Well done. It is not your job to explain to them about any kind of sex. That is disgusting, man. We, we, what we're doing, what we're allowing to be done, guys, gosh. I don't, I don't want to, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know it's, because we have got to start taking something serious, man. We cannot just, I, I don't want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. You know, whatever they want to do. God Almighty, quit being cowards. If you're okay with it, just say it. It's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but it's okay if you want to be. But God Almighty, quit 
being cowards. Show some freaking backbone. That's what you want your daughters. So it doesn't matter. But you want your daughters going to school and hearing about this. I bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. Man, let's not talk. God, why don't I, I, I talked, I asked somebody the other day about just having a conversation. They were so put out by me saying, I just want to get to know you, man. You know, like, a, you know, how do you see things? How do you see things in a, in a political light? Like, we're, you know, just put out by it. Man, I'm not going to argue. I was like, I'm not going to argue with you. If you tell me Hillary Clinton should be queen and that's it, I'm going to go, okay. That, I'm not going to argue with you. It's just part of, I wonder, like, what you know, what are your ideas or goals uh, for our society to have as far as your child? He has a child that's a teenager. Like, where, where do you think things are going? And, and, and uh, you know, just, no, nope. Not going to do it. Not going to have a conversation. And remember, he's a dad. So you got dads that just, they're just cowards. I have said time and time again, I'll say it, I'll say it again and again and again and again. Homes need alpha males or females. You have got to have people that do not mind becoming a grizzly bear. People, Jordan Peterson said it best. You need to be a monster but know how to control it. It's times like this where we need to be monsters if need be. When this happens, when, when, when disgusting people like this guy get a hold of our children and start explaining to them what butt plugs and how you use spit to lube it, whether your child went to that school or not, it's time that you consider having a conversation with your spouse, with, with, with your your. Have it with your child's principal or something. I am absolutely, because my daughter knows I'm crazy. I am absolutely going to tell her that I am going to call or set up a quick meeting with my granddaughter's principal. And I will tell her that if this happens and I find out, you better call the police. Because when I get up to that school, I am going to show my ass. I am not trying to hide her from anything. I got news for you. She is going to find out one day about butt plugs and dildos and all that stuff. But it needs to be a different way than an educator telling her about what any kind of sex is, whether it be queer or heterosexual or what. Stop it. 
these people, oh, man, this has to stop. This is not cool. This is not cool at all. It is time that us dads, granddads, quit being cowards. You don't need to wait for it to get to your school. We need to be proactive about stuff like this because this is only going to get worse, I'm telling you. Okay, so something else I learned yesterday is I'm not sure if you realize this. I thought for the longest time that racism and misogyny Well, I just thought it was like, I thought it was something that we learned or, you know, it's, yeah, I did. I thought it was a learned kind of thought and behavior. And I thought it caused a lot of things. It Number one, it's caused a lot of pain. But for the average person, I believe in this country that Racism is so minute of an issue. I believe, I believe that 99.9% of us are not racist in any way. I truly do. However, I believe a lot of us men are still misogynistic. I do. <laughs> I believe I'm married, been married 25 years, been with her 26 years. We just celebrated the anniversary of our first time, the first time we met and our first date, two days apart. And you may not be, you may be the perfect male fine but here's where here's where my toxic masculinity comes in or my misogynist behavior whatever it is I am 100% I'm one of those guys that says things to his wife that I bet you I bet you anything some women would just, oh my God. How, can you believe that he says that? He is a disgusting pig. I would not be, if you ever, I mean you ever spoke, I dare you, Braden, to say anything to me like that. And Braden's going to sit there, baby, I won't. I promise. I'm not, do not call me baby when I'm mad. Okay. All right. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. But if you want to call me a, 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 a whatever, a pervert or a misogynistic pig or whatever it is, I don't know. 
hell, I don't know the words. If you want to call me that, then that is fine and dandy. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to start that. Uh, I have been called worse. Okay? So, without... without Did it again. I keep hitting the button. Sorry. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to give you what I learned. I'm going to give you the answer to the question we've all been asking. If, if, if we're misogynist and we're racist, other than hurt and things, what else, what other major problems do our racism and misogyny, what does it cause? Now, before I do, I want to let you know, I'm more focused on the misogynistic part of this, okay? Because I'm not racist. I, I know you're not racist. So really, not even talking about that. But it was one of the words in the sentence. So, uh, so in, 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 in the answer. So without further ado, I give you this jewel of a quick question answer. Crisis. The climate, it's not natural. It's not like the glaciers. You're causing it. How are you causing that? Well, Jane Fonda's thought a lot about that topic, and here's her conclusion. If there were no racism, there'd be no climate crisis. If there was no misogyny, there'd be no climate crisis. It's, a, it's part of a mindset. It's the mindset that looks at a woman and says, nice What she said there at the end was, it's the part that looks at a woman and says, nice tits. So, I learned a lot yesterday. I learned that a teacher, uh, a dean of students in Chicago is playing with butt plugs and lube and telling kids about spit and dildos and all that. And then I learned, because I am somewhat misogynistic toward my wife, that I'm causing climate change. I am. And you may ask, like, how are you misogynistic towards your wife? Well, number one, just yesterday, guarantee you, it was yesterday that I said to my wife, nice, just said it yesterday. I did. The day before that, I told her she had nice... Sure, that's two days in a row. Matter of fact, wait a second. No, wait a second. Friday, I texted her. And I told her, I said, I can't wait to see your. I sure did. I can show you the text if you want me to. But I, all right, that's a lie. I did, not, I did not say I can't wait to see you. I said something much, much worse. By definition, that's misogyny, right? Well, the damn ice caps are going to have to keep melting. The glaciers are going to have to keep melting. 
I, I don't give a shit what Jane Fonda thinks. But what bothers me is listen to me because I know I'm right. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know I'm right. There are adults out there who heard that. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, looked at their husband or wife or whatever. It was like, huh? Huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, did you know that? Did I know what, honey? Don't, don't, don't call me honey. First off, misogyny causes climate issues, okay? And you just did it right there. Right there, you just did it. I didn't do, I was, don't tell me what you did and didn't do. You want Brayden Jr. to be like that? You want Brayden Jr. to be like this? You are a misogynist. You are the reason climate change, I don't want, no more comments. You, I am a woman, and when I am treated this way, it causes climate crisis. Honey, could you just, I, don't quit asking questions, Braden Sr. There are people that hear this, and I'm telling you, they go, I'll be damned. I, I, wow, I never thought of that. Yes, it does. That's my problem with celebrities. They say shit and quote-unquote functioning with jobs, some without, functioning with jobs, with children, some without children, adults, hear this, and immediately they just, they repeat it. And they repeat it like they know what they're talking about. They repeat it as if this is true. Jesus, what's happening to us? You, you can't make it up, man. You cannot make this stuff up. <laughs> oh my God, Lord, help us! You know, in the in the in the uh, uh, intro of the show, it says I've been to two goat ropers in the county fair. There you go. I ain't never heard no shit that stupid in my life. <sighs> Jane Fonda, Jane Fonda, Jane Fonda. Now, I will say that she did recently have a cancer diagnosis, and I don't know any, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a pop culture guy. Like, I don't sit and listen to it. I listen to people talking like, oh, God, did you hear what rapper Booster Booster said? Did you hear about his girlfriend? He beat his girlfriend, and then he moved out, and then Nicki Minaj and Riley Jenner and all these people come in. Did you hear what Kylie did? And I don't know what in the hell. What? I don't know why people are interested in this crap, but they are. They are so interested in what celebrities are doing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's news. It's news. Braden, did you get my magazine? It's news. I want my People magazine. And on the cover of every People, like one right now, it's uh, 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 one of the, the, oh, my God, the, what, what's the couple? Chris Lee, or Chris Lee knows best, or no, Gaines. Joanna Gaines, that's who it is. And, and what's it say? The most lame freaking headline of a magazine cover anywhere. It's a quote, and that's on, that's on the side, you know, up, you know, oh, my God. 
It says, I'm learning to find my own self. That makes me so sick. That absolutely makes me want to vomit. Do you know how many times these stupid-ass magazines have used that, that, that verbiage, that line on it? Learning to find who she really is. Learning to love herself. Learning to, to be comfortable with who she is. Learning to talk about her journey. What journey was it? She, I don't want to talk about it. It's very sad. Well, just tell me what happened. She got rear-ended by a Volvo, and it was very scary. And the lady that rear-ended her got out yelling, and she was it, her life was in danger. And so she had to lay down in the seat and, and bundle up in a ball and call 911, and she was so scared. She is just getting over it. When did it happen? It was about six years ago, but she was just now able to talk about it. That's the shit that we're talking about. That's the kind. I mean, that that's you think that's far fetched? <laughs> that's some of the shit celebrities do. There was a celebrity. I can't remember who it was. It was on the mis- on the cover because. Uh, um, what was it? It was uh, you know that sh- stupid headline on the magazine cover. It was like uh, finding herself after tragedy. Well, I wonder what the tragedy was. So let me let me Google this because I mean maybe it's something you know. You ready? You ready? Her and her, her partner. It took them a year to get pregnant, and then they got they got a te- they took a test. It was positive, and they were ecstatic. And then they went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, "Well." I hate to tell you, but that test must have been wrong. You're not pregnant. And she went into deep, first time, that's the first time they tried to get pregnant. First time. They're, they're trying on a regular basis. Yeah. And she went into a deep depression, and um, it took her a couple of years uh, before she wanted to be around anybody doing it. She didn't even try no more. That was the tragedy. So you have a couple that were for six or eight months trying to get pregnant. Take a pregnancy test. It's positive. Go to the doctor. Hey, sorry, that must have been a bad test because you're not pregnant. And and they and she goes into depression and hiding for two years. And now she's finally able to speak about the tragedy of it. This is the shit I'm talking about. Good God. Help us. Help us. We're in trouble. We are in so much trouble. I don't know if I want. 
Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. You can't make this stuff up, man. I'm telling you. All right. Listen, uh, got a story for you. So uh, there's these two guys in uh, England, somewhere in England, London, wherever, okay? And uh, it was early 2000s. And uh, they work at a bread factory. Uh, this is a true story now. They work at a bread factory, and um, one of these industrial ovens, there was a cog in that oven that had slipped off. And the best way to fix it would be shut the oven down, let it cool off. Once it's cooled off, get a group of mechanics in there and start taking off all the panels, disassembling the conveyor framework, getting, I mean, getting to the center of that oven's a pain in the butt. I mean, it, it would really, it would be, it would take a day and a half, two days to take it apart. What's crazy is, Seriously, it's genuinely, at the time, it's a three-second fix. Like, like they're dead serious. They're like, you could pick the part up, put it on there. But there's an underlying reason that that thing kept, or not kept, but, but fell off. But they were going to wait and fix that later at a, at a shutdown procedure, you know, a shutdown that plants or factories have. They're like, we think it'll 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 be okay for another month. So they're asking around, and they ask these two guys named Ian and David, and they're like, yeah, we'll do it. But they had offered them really, really good money. So what would happen is toward the end of the day, they would go ahead and shut the oven down. They would let it cool down. Once they felt it was cool enough, Ian and David would take a panel off and they would go in. Now, the deal is, is the cog is kind of heavy. So it's going to take two people. Two people to just pick it up, set it back up. So, they would go in, once in position, at, at the end of, like at the start of it or whatever, the entry, they would say, okay, we're ready. And then someone would start the conveyor. Now, when they started the conveyor, where they are is an open spot in that conveyor belt. The conveyor obviously moved painstakingly slow because it's a bread oven, so it's got bread on it. So it, it moves at a snail's pace because as it's moving, it's baking it. So from start to finish, it was about 17 minutes. So Ian and David, if they were to get in, it would take them about so eight minutes, eight and a half minutes, to get to where the cog needed to be put back on. And it is incre now you you can speed up and slow down this this conveyor. The thing in creep mode would would take like uh, really it take like thirty five minutes for it to make a rotation. I mean it's so they it, they would have plenty of time 
It wouldn't be moving so fast. Oh, my God, we, we couldn't get it. You know, plenty of time. Pick it up, set it up. Easy. The money they were offered, why not? Even the evening before, uh, David, I think, or one of them was having a drink with a friend. They're like, man, we got quite the task tomorrow, but the money they are offering us is good. So we're going to do it. So next day rolls around. It's late in the afternoon, and they're like, hey, uh, what time are you going to shut the oven down? Boss, boss says, fix it, do it now. Okay. All right, so boss shuts it down. They wait around for, obviously, you know, they're there. They're the ones that's going to do the work. So they're not doing much of anything for a couple, three hours. And one of them goes out. So boss says, hey, look, how about we take a panel off where we got to start? And and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's cool enough to go and do it. I don't know. Now, when you start the conveyor, you can have the conveyor running without the actual oven on so it ain't like when you go in there you got to turn the oven on so boss goes down he goes to this area they take a panel off and he kind of puts his hand in there kind of even his head kind of looking down through there and he's like well i i think it'll be okay now y'all gonna sweat (laughs) but it's gonna be fine i think y'all go and do it and the reason they went to him and asked was again one of them ian or david had a sock. There was a big soccer match that night, and they really, really wanted to watch this match with their children. Can't remember which one it was, but so that's why it was kind of like, "Hey, if we can go and get in there, let's go knock it out." So that's what they do. So they go in there. They get in position. One of them's got a pry bar kind of in their tool belt, and they start the conveyor. Now again, it is painstakingly slow so they're just i mean they could take three steps wait take three steps wait take three steps wait only here's the kicker that's the only way out you cannot if you stop the conveyor you're trapped in there that the only way out is to let that conveyor cycle and you follow through that gap that's it. So they get in, they start the conveyor, and they're moving along. And in about a couple, three, four minutes in, one of them comes over the radio and says, God, it is hot in here. It is, it is really hot in here. Boss comes over the radio and says, Guys, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little hot in there, but it's just residual heat. The oven's not on. So, it, 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 like I said, it's going to be hot. A couple minutes goes by. David comes back over the radio and says, No, it is really hot in here. Like, it, I've got to get out of here. Only there was nothing they could do. There's no way to stop that conveyor. No way to stop it and then get around it. Except two ways. I'm, well, there's two ways they're out. They can get out of it. Follow the conveyor around, or start disassembling the 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 unit. But that would take a day. I mean, you, you're not getting to them fast. There's no way. The only thing they could do 
was follow along that conveyor. Ian would pass out and be crushed and just mangled when he passed out and fell underneath the conveyor where all the track stuff is. David made it as far as he could before he was cooked alive. David's body damage because of the conveyor wasn't as bad as Ian's, but the way he lay on it it still did a little damage but uh, to his body, but it, obviously he was dead. What's crazy? Are you ready for this? When he came back over that radio and said, no, it is hot in here. It is too hot in here. We got to get out. A worker at the plant who was having nothing really to do with that, that project, you could just hear it over the radio and everybody's looking and panicking. Ran down, are you ready? And checked the temperature game gauge, which surprisingly, at this point, no one, no one had done. Nobody had checked it. In the middle of that oven is where that temperature gauge registers. It was 212 degrees. Nobody checked the temperature gauge. I want you to imagine that level of stupidity in your life that nobody checks the temperature gauge. The plant would be fined, obviously. Uh, even the manager and a couple other higher-ups were fined greatly. I couldn't find any information where, where David or Ian or their families, uh, David and Ian's families received anything. I don't know, so... Uh, Man, God Almighty, it just, just, we didn't check the temperature. I mean, it, there's, <laughs> Lord have mercy, man, we are in, we, we're, that's a shame. Uh, obviously, both of them had children, as I spoke about, uh, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not, we're not going to sit and trample on a man's grave or anything, but, but goodness guys, I, I, you would think even one of them would have, would have thought, well, let's check the gauge. Hey, we ain't going in there. So, um, you know, Godspeed to, to those men. I hope they're resting in peace. I hope their families are, are at some sort of peace with all this, but, uh, boy, what a, what a terrible situation. Whew, can't imagine. All right. Um, all right, I think I've done enough griping right now. I think you're good. You don't need to hear more from me right now. But, you know, go check out the uh, Dean of Students there in Chicago at that prestigious school and uh, go listen to what Jane Fonda said again if you want to. But I plan on when I get done uh, with this show, I'm probably going to go in and tell my wife how nice we are. I mean, she's my wife. I can do that. It's going to be okay. What would make me misogynist is if I walked up to a stranger and said that. But we're dudes. It may cause me to get a tooth knocked out, but it's not going to cause the glacier to melt a little more. Stop it, Jane. Stop it. Just stop. Good Lord. 
Stop, Jane. You you done take too much cocaine. You done done something. You done done something that messed up that head of yours. I'm telling you, you done done something. Stop it. All right. I guess I've done all the damage I could do. I love you guys. You're the greatest. Thank you. Can't imagine. Um, I just, I love this, and it, it's sort of therapeutic for me. I can't imagine not doing it. So, uh. Um, just remember, if you or someone you know is a misogynistic pig, there's a way to stop it. There's a way to stop the climate crisis, and that is to quit telling your wife or girlfriend or other women that they have nice Stop it. Be surprised how fast we can change things. All right, I'm Kevo. It's been amazing. Um, remember, I, I normally don't do this, but uh, I'm, I'm going to do it this one time, okay? Remember this. It is, no matter like it or not, it's week. Uh, it is week 14. I think it is, right? Yeah, week 14 in the NFL. So hopefully your favorite team, uh, hopefully your favorite team is uh, doing okay. Or unless they're Steelers or Browns or Ravens, then I really don't care. I hope they're not doing okay. But I uh, hope your favorite team's doing okay. I'm a Bengals fan, so I got to say, day from Kevo. Uh, I love you. I'll see you guys soon. God bless you. Godspeed in this room full of God, family, country. I'm your host, Kevo. It's been Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. Nice. But here comes a few days of unpaid vacation. And there ain't no way, Jose, I'll waste them. Because there ain't no way.